most kids resent a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this. For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come! That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. And I go now, my dog wants to play. Oh yeah, play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. European Union regulators filed new antitrust charges against Google, which could lead to fines and orders for the company to change its business practices. Google was charged on Wednesday with violating European Union antitrust laws by using its dominance in online advertising to undercut rivals, the latest in a string of cases around the world that strike at the core of the internet giant's business model. The case was brought by the European Commission, the executive branch of the 27-nation European Union, and is the fourth time Google has been charged with violating European antitrust laws in recent years. In this instance, the European Union accused Google of abusing its control of the market for buying and selling online advertising. The US Justice Department brought similar charges against Google in January, accusing the company of illegally abusing a monopoly over the technology that powers online advertising. Britain's antitrust authority has also been investigating Google's advertising practices. Advertising practices? The outcomes of the cases could have significant implications for Google's parent company, Alphabet, which reaped most of its $60 billion in profit last year from advertising. Advertising underpins nearly all of Google's most popular services, including Search, Email, Maps and Android, and allows the company to offer them for free. Google is present at almost all levels of the so-called adtech supply chain, Margrethe Vestager, the executive vice president of the European Commission, said in a statement. Our preliminary concern is that Google may have used its market position to favor its own intermediation services. Not only did this possibly harm Google's competitors but also publishers' interests, while also increasing advertisers' costs, added Ms. Vestager, 
who oversees digital and competition policy. The new charges against Google are part of a long-running effort by the European authorities to clamp down on the world's largest technology companies. Apple and Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, are also the subjects of antitrust investigations. Advertising practices. The outcomes of the cases could have significant implications for Google's parent company, Alphabet, which reaped most of its $60 billion in profit last year from advertising. Advertising underpins nearly all of Google's most popular services, including Search, Email, Maps and Android, and allows the company to offer them for free. Google is present at almost all levels of the so-called ad tech supply chain, Margrethe Vestager, the executive vice president of the European Commission, said in a statement. Our preliminary concern is that Google may have used its market position to favor its own intermediation services. Not only did this possibly harm Google's competitors but also publishers' interests, while also increasing advertisers' costs, added Ms. Vestager, who oversees digital and competition policy. The new charges against Google are part of a long-running effort by the European authorities to clamp down on the world's largest technology companies. Apple and Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, are also the subjects of antitrust investigations. Apple and Meta, which owns Facebook and Instagram, are also the subjects of antitrust investigations. Last year, the European Union passed new antitrust and digital services laws to tighten oversight of the biggest tech companies. And on Wednesday, the European Parliament, a legislative branch of the European Union, passed a draft law regulating artificial intelligence. In recent years, the European authorities have fined Google billions of dollars over what they say are antitrust violations related to its Android mobile operating system, shopping service and another piece of its advertising business. All the cases remain tied up in court after legal appeals by Google. With the new charges, the European Commission unveiled what is known as a statement of objections against Google, outlining why it believes the company has violated antitrust laws. It is one step in what could be a long process before final decisions are made about whether to impose a fine of up to 10% of Google's global revenue or to order other changes to its business practices. A settlement could also be reached. Global revenue or to order other changes to its business practices. A settlement could also be reached. Google said it disagreed with the regulator's finding and would respond accordingly. Our advertising technology tools help websites and apps fund their content and enable businesses of all sizes to effectively reach new customers, said Dan Taylor, Google's vice president of global ads. Google remains committed to creating value for our publisher and advertiser partners in this highly competitive sector. The commission's investigation focuses on a narrow aspect of our advertising business and is not new. European regulators began investigating Google two years ago, focusing on the display advertising market, which includes the banners and other visual formats on websites. Google offers a number of services to advertisers and publishers in this sector. It collects data to target advertising, sells ad space on websites and offers products that serve as an intermediary between advertisers and publishers that own websites. Advertisers and publishers that own websites, in controlling so much of the online advertising supply chain, Ms. Vestager has said, Google makes it harder for rivals to compete. Publishers such as News Corp have long complained that Google's dominance limits how much money they can generate from advertising put on their websites, or for rival services to emerge. The European Publishers Council, an industry group representing media companies, applauded Wednesday's action. The group said it had filed a complaint over a year ago describing how Google leveraged their position to the disadvantage of publishers. We look forward to working with the Commission as the case continues, said the Council's Executive Director, Angela Mills-Wade.
One of the beautiful parts of baseball is the extensive spectrum of manager anger to there's tersely question a pitch selection mad. There's yell at a guy for not running out a ground ball mad. There's red-faced screaming at a belligerent umpire mad. Then there's get so frustrated about losing a game because of a bad non-call you print out a visual aid and show it to the media mad. As Nationals manager Dave Martinez showed on Wednesday, the play in question came in the bottom of the ninth inning against the Houston Astros. The Nationals had rallied from down three runs in the top of the inning, but were in danger of a walk-off loss when the Astros loaded the bases against reliever Hunter Harvey. With one out, Harvey appeared to get the play he needed when Astro center fielder Jake Myers hit a ground ball to shortstop C.J. Abrams, who threw out Kyle Tucker at home. Nationals catcher Kbert Ruiz went for the double play with a throw to first base, only for the ball to bounce off. Martinez was not happy. He believed Myers was running outside the base path when the throw hit him, which should have meant he was out. Home plate umpire Jeremy Riggs disagreed, and because it's not a challengeable play, the Astros won and the play was charged as a throwing error on Ruiz that wasn't the end of it, because Martinez apparently spent the precious time between the end of the game and his post-game news conference sitting by a printer to get a picture ready for reporters. The picture showed Myers very clearly running on the infield grass as Ruiz threw to first the Nationals eventually won the game 7-2 after rallying later that inning, but it was still a massively important call. So, the Nationals have now been on both sides of a potential interference call at Minute Maid Park, with the umpires ruling in the Astros' favor in both cases. Turner ran on the grass too much for the umpires' liking while Myers was fine running completely over the grass. Fortunately, this one at least didn't come with the risk of costing them the World Series. The loss continues the Nationals' post-2019 hard times, as the team's record now sits at 26-40, good for last place in the NL East. The Astros improved to 39-29, second only to the Seattle Mariners in the AL West. I have never seen anything like what families are going through now. I don't know how they're going to cope. I don't know how they're going to react when there's no food in the fridge. I don't know what they're going to do when their children doesn't have breakfast going to school. We can very, very much say that the living crisis has hit different parts of the country very, very unequally. Inflation has predominantly affected things which people with lower income spend more on, so that is things like energy and food. The increased price of basic products have made life very difficult for the lower income bracket or the lowest 20-40% to 40 of earners nationwide. This is Nick DeStackpole. He is a single dad of three and lives in housing provided by the borough of Chelsea and Kensington. He relies entirely on universal credit for his income which is paid out monthly and provided by the government for individuals who are out of work or living on a low income. I'm looking for part-time work. Because I take my two youngest into primary school, the earliest I could start if I have a job in that area is 9.30 and then I have to finish at 2.30 to collect them at 3.10, so that is the problem. In fact, I haven't come across any jobs yet that are just those tight hours. I don't have any family, so I have no one to help me. And 
The temporary work I'm applying for is mostly close to minimum wage, which is less than most of the childcare in this borough. For around a fifth of parents in the UK, childcare costs account for more than half of their household income. The UK is now one of the most expensive countries for childcare in the OECD. So, for those without a decent income, there is no chance to pay for childcare to be able to go and work. So, the universal credit, because I have three children, I get tops up, so it's just over a thousand a month. Which sounds quite a lot, but it soon goes because I have the gas and electricity. The gas, particularly when it's cold, is costing a lot. Now, what I do is I turn the gas on and off. In December, with gas and electricity prices through the roof, over 7 million were going without basics like food and heat. And 4.7 million were behind on their bills. Food is crazily expensive. For instance, the other day, we hadn't had ketchup for about a month. That Jules said, come on, let's have ketchup again. It's nice with the chips. The cheapest ketchup I could get was four fifty. This is where Dad's house has really helped. I gave to lunch there once a week, but also they have a food bank that makes all the difference. And Billy, he was a single dad himself. He set up this charity fifteen years ago. He really helps me because he knows I've got three kids. I haven't got any other help. To say it's a food bank. It's not just for single dads. It's for anyone in the community. Okay. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. Thank you. So that's probably saving me six hundred pounds a month. So that enables me to stay solvent. But without that, well, our dad would suffer. We've got roughly between sixty and seventy thousand families registered. We've got between forty and fifty families a day coming to dad's house. The demand for the works that we do went through the roof, especially due to the cost of living. And it's absolutely heartbreaking when you see our mom or dad who is absolutely struggling when it comes to not being able to cook for their children. Almost 90% of independent food banks say they saw an increase in demand compared to last year. And over 80% reported supporting a significant number of people needing help for the first time. We can't plan. And... It's impossible because we do not get the financial donations that we did get. And every day is really difficult to maintain that level. Sometimes we have had to go into our reserves to use that to buy food and to provide small grants. We struggle. And it's heartbreaking when you can't give to anyone. You know, so. We'll go to the shops and we'll buy food and we'll go to the bank and take money from the account so we can give that dad a little bit of cash that he can go and buy food and he can put £50 in the electra. When we can, it, it's, I can't sleep at night. 1,254 for everything for a month. A dick of at least that 254 for travel. I've got direct debits, um, which is 200. So you're left with 200 a week, okay? So take off 50 pounds a week for gas and electricity. So if you buy no clothes, no toiletry, no medical stuff, no emergencies, no luxuries, no birthday presents, you're left with 150 pounds for food. 
and if you don't have access to a food bank, that has got to last. As I said before, if it wasn't for the help I received from Dad's house, it would be extremely difficult, and their diet would be affected. And Peter had said that he... Universal Credit increased around 10% in spring to help with inflation. Though this provided some relief, the food insecurity of the past year is why UK's leading charities such as the Trussell Trust are petitioning for an essentials guarantee, a way to avoid the increased poverty and help with basic needs that benefits couldn't cover for so many months. They say the cost of living crisis has exposed the erosion of UK's benefits system. So, I think what I'm hearing when I'm speaking to people is that there is support out there, but it could be utilized a lot better when you talk to food banks. People are really, really worried. I have asked people repeatedly, like, when do you think it's going to get better? And there's just this bleak silence. There's this kind of question mark. I'm incredibly grateful for and appreciative of what you do get help with in this country. What kind of helps keep you going? My children.